Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your hosts, Sylvie Do, and we have back the amazing Camille Lawson, who is a registered nurse, sex therapist, and she has been on the episode uh, the podcast in episode 278, talking about hormones and the female athlete. And today we're going to talk about men and their hormones, which we would call menopause. So I am super excited to have her on again to talk about this. This is something that nobody is talking about, and I'm glad that we're here talking about it today. So let's welcome her on. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dow. We have the gorgeous Camille Lawson, who's in from Toronto, who has been on the podcast before, episode 278, if you want to check it out, Hormones and the Female Athlete. So today, we are going to have Camille talk about the men's version of menopause. So that's menopause. And I just said, Camille is a registered nurse. She's also a sex therapist and she knows a ton about hormones, like a ton. So I'm so excited to have her on the podcast talking about menopause and the male athlete. Welcome Camille to the podcast. Thank you, Sylvie. I'm thrilled to be here. And um, this is the topic that as we mentioned in the last episode, doesn't get talked about very much. Ever. You know, many people say, what about men go, what about me? Or, or do I go through something? And the yeah. technical name is actually andropause, but we can also call it menopause. And the truth is, yes, men have hormones. You know, we do tend to focus so much on female hormones because they do rule us in a way that men's hormones don't kind of rule them. But men absolutely are affected by hormonal changes, and particularly in midlife, which is where the name andropause um, came from. Yeah, so I, you know, I know that we there is like a ton. I mean, I can't even say like a ton of stuff for women and women. I think maybe because we talk about it more because we're just so vocal about it, and where men are more uh closed in about this and maybe don't even realize so let's just talk about like what those hormones are for men and maybe some signs that things are out of balance 
Sure. Well, I think I think the one that stands out for most men as being their number one most important hormone is testosterone. Mm. And that tends to be what we think about in terms of male hormones. And for good reason, women have um, plenty of testosterone as well, but significantly lower amount, whereas testosterone in men is one of their main hormones and is responsible for the larger muscles, you know, um, not just height, that's human growth hormone, but um, so testosterone plays a really important role and not to freak any men out here, but testosterone actually starts to decrease in men at around age 35. But the good news, good news, men here, whereas in women, our decline of our hormones around 40 to 50 goes like this, like literally can go, you know, almost seemingly overnight. With men, when the testosterone starts to decline at age 35, believe me, it is not a steep decline. It's just a nice, gentle curve. So for a lot of men, they're not even going to notice um, a significant difference at all. Where men do often start to notice the decline in testosterone is around age 50. And to be blunt, it is very common and very normal for many men to experience um, erectile erection difficulties starting at around age 50. And we know that so many men are extremely sensitive to this. And I get it. I mean, of course they are. Um, You know, that's part of their male prowess. It's their sexuality. Um, It's uh, we know through sexuality is, is primarily how men show their love. You know, intimacy is the glue, as we say, maybe they're not as good verbally, but it's through sexuality that they can show their partner that they really deeply care. So that that change in erectile function um, is, is often a big shock to men and a blow. So I really want to emphasize and reassure men that, that it's it's by far the majority of you. Things that can happen are things like it might take longer to get an erection. The erection mm-hmm. may come and go. Um, you may not get an erection sometimes where in the past it was just there and really easy, you know, where you felt the desire and then bang, you've got an erect penis. That doesn't happen as, as often, um, maybe. Also, sometimes taking a lot longer to have an orgasm than you're used to, or maybe not even having an orgasm sometimes, which for a lot of men is certainly not what they were used to when they were younger. So a lot of these changes can be considered normal. Now, does that mean that men like it and want to accept it? No, no, no. (laughs) And, you know, if you, if you on an extreme, not an extreme, but on a, um, a pharmaceutical note, that's where Viagra and Cialis, in my opinion, are game changers because for a lot of men, they can't really find um, ways to get their testosterone up. Perhaps taking a bioidentical hormone of testosterone. There's many men who are going down that route. I'll speak about that in a moment. But um, on a simple level, Viagra and Cialis were created to help bridge that gap from the disconnect of I feel desire in my brain and the blood flow and everything um, to my penis because of the testosterone is not sort of synchronizing the way it was and Viagra just fills in that gap and it works it's it's really effective we don't have a female equivalent as yet you know of a drug that will help Um, uh, So much as I don't advocate, Sylvie, a lot of medications, Mm -hmm. I have to say that it's been a game changer for 
for many, many men um, and their partners, um, for sure. So on the other note, how, what are some ways though that men in mm. particular can get their testosterone um, kind of up maybe and, and to a, a higher functioning level as they get older? Well, I know you're a huge proponent of exercise mm-hmm. and guess what? Exercise is a fantastic way to pump up our testosterone for men and for women. Um, doing weights. So resistance training, which I've watched your videos, Sylvie, maybe you can speak a little bit about that, um, about with men, because you lifting weights, strength training, resistance training um, is a really good way to get our testosterone up. So how would men start with that if they haven't already? I don't know, like I think about my husband, um, not that he has any problems, but I, I think the whole, when you come to um, weight training, and I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself and I talk about my husband, but as women, as we get older in our fifties, we know that um, strength training has to move to the top of the list. And I think with, and I experienced this um, not too long, like six months ago, I stopped strength training and everything changed. Like, I can't even tell you how fast it changed, like muscle definition. And I can only imagine that with men, that if they have not been in the gym, their definition is much lower uh, muscle development. Like, you know, there isn't much. And when they get into the gym, then that's when all the endorphins start happening. And that's only, and it's happening to me. And I think it would probably happen like a hundred times more for a man, like my husband stopped strength training and it showed now he started strength training and it showed, it showed up in his personality and his attitude and just sort of like his overall, um, awareness and kind of self-confidence in himself. And I, I do feel a lot of that has to do with your body image. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's where it all comes from too. It does. That's that's certainly a, a, a piece mm-hmm. of it, Sylvie. And there's two other components that I think are really relevant here that you've touched on for men. One is human growth hormone. So human mm-hmm. growth hormone is a really important hormone for men and for women, maybe even more so for men. Again, it starts to decline, you know, in our 30s and 40s. And there's a, a trend right now of uh, particularly in the States, actually, because it's um, not used nearly as commonly in Canada, of people to go get human growth hormone injections. Why? Because it's got it's got the kind of um, aura around it as being the fountain of youth. And in many respects, human growth hormone is because it's responsible for kind of our joie de vie, our stamina, mm. you know, our, our vigor, if you want that that sort of thing. Well, um, human growth hormone, if you take it as an injection or as a, a, a hormone that you're ingesting, has some pretty nasty side effects that most people don't want, if, unless it's dosed mm. exactly right. People end up with a plastic Barbie doll um, look about them. And guess what? It doesn't go away. It's permanent. <gasps> no and way. Now that I've, I just, I don't want to horrify you, but now that I've told oh. you, 
you will see people with it. I'm thinking of one very prominent doctor that I know here in Toronto that has way overdone his human growth hormone and he's got this look and it's not not attractive. So how can we jack up human growth hormone? Or naturally, <laughs> naturally is what we oh want. Well, guess what? Strength training. Yeah. Absolutely, strength training. The other thing is getting a couple, at least a couple hours of sleep under your belt between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. has been shown to significantly jack up our human growth hormone. Mm -hmm. So using myself as an example, I have always been sort of an 11, 11, 30, quarter to 12 kind of person. Um, in the last year or so, I've made myself go to bed often, not always, by about 10, 30 Without question, I can feel it. I wake up. Not only is it just better for lots of reasons, I do believe it's the human growth hormone. You're getting that deeper restorative sleep, and it's during that sleep and your REM sleep that you're jacking up the human growth hormone. So there really are some ways. Um, doing some um, natural cleansing of the body. You know, yes. you, you know, our isogenics cleanse for life drink. That jacks mm -hmm. up human growth hormones. So some element of fasting, a healthy intermittent fasting or fasting. So that's a big one. And the other one I wanted to touch on, Sylvie, is stress. So <sighs> both for men and women, and I know you and I have spent lots of time talking about the effects of elevated cortisol, which is our stress mm -hmm. hormone. And again, we focus on women. We think of women, you know, carry a lot of load in the family and work and everything else that we carry a lot of stress. And that is very true. But the truth is, so do men do men and because they don't have often the relational outlets that we as women have cultivated and part of our nature i'm stereotyping but it is pretty commonly accepted that that is um a, a, a universal truth men don't have the same outlets sometimes sports are a really good outlet again the resistance training getting in the mm -hmm. weights um uh, i'm not a huge proponent of long distance anything because of the inflammation I know we disagree a bit but you know getting on your bike getting on your bike maybe it's a little run um for me I play a lot of tennis you know so whatever whatever your jam is whatever is your stress release maybe it's, mm. it's yoga my son by the way is a hardcore cyclist like you like big time and he took up yoga two years ago because he said I have to I have to, I have to yeah. get my hip flexors stretched. I have to do this. He feels fantastic since he took up yoga. And yeah. this is a 29 year old, six foot three, you know, young and, man. You know, so men, it's a, you can do it. It's amazing when the guys figure that out because like, I'm just taught to talk about what your son's feeling. Cause this, as a cyclist and even myself, you go out for long rides, your back, your hip flexors, your, your hamstrings, like everything, even your shoulders, like everything starts feeling sore and tight and it doesn't take much for yoga, like 30 minutes. I only do 30 minutes a week and I feel the difference, yeah. but I make sure I do it. And then I have my husband who complains about being tight not being the i'm like did you do your stretching and it's just like it's not a thing right it's like crazy you know and when he was doing it with me i could see that he was struggling and i think that's part of it right like Absolutely. we all struggle through these things and we just need to keep at it because if you're super tight 
it's not going to be comfortable to begin with until it's you've been doing it long enough and it becomes comfortable and that's when you've you're bettering your everything so that you don't get injured absolutely and and you mentioned yeah. earlier sylvie about um body image and as we get mm -hmm. older and into our 50s um 60s i'm 62 now is um flexibility is key to yes. aging well being able to move our bodies so um for men again because i think it's had more of a reputation it's not as manly but mm. simply if it's yoga if it's stretching every single day 15 minutes um, i would never play tennis without doing at least just 10 or 15 minutes of good stretching and it keeps me really limber for sure. So flexibility is key. And that kind of circles me around to another important point I wanted to bring up. Because men tend not to be as relational as we say. So when, when they hit their fifties and maybe they're having some testosterone issues, possibly the erectile issues that we spoke about, I think for men, part of the andropause is questioning their relevance. And it's not unlike women with what we sometimes call the empty nest syndrome. Mm. You know, when, when you're for, for women, often it's who I define myself as a, as a mom, you know, you, most of us have, if we've got children, we've spent a lot of time and energy raising those children. And then when they're launched, we kind of have that void, but we, we sometimes overlook Sylvie that men also are that way. Um, Women and men are in the workforce, often around 50. Our work is not as valued as a society. We know that. Mm. I think men sometimes can get let go from positions and it's, and it's a big struggle um, into your 50s to mm. find a comparable position for many people. And so I think that's part of the hormonal changes and the stress on men is asking those questions, who am I? And in my opinion, these are really important questions to ask. I don't look at it as a midlife crisis. I look at it for all of us in our fifties as a midlife evaluation. You know, mm -hmm. here I am, where do I want to go in the next 20, 30 years? Cause guess what? That's probably all you got left. How do I want to be? <laughs> That's still honest. a very long time too, Camille, it, right? Like you think time. about like 20 years left, like how do I want my body to feel in 10 years? And my and, mind and yeah, my brain. And, and I want to retire and be able to do things. How many people retire and go straight into having a heart attack or a stroke? Oh, like oh seriously, right? Is that, that is like the saddest thing that, that I have, that I can see in somebody's life is that they work so hard uh, for everybody else and then forget about themselves. And then when they're actually, they have their time to retire, that's what happens. You know what I mean? And, or they get sick of some sort. Yes. And I, hate, I, I don't want to dwell on it, but I personally know three men in mm -hmm. their mid fifties who died of uh, massive heart attacks. Mm -hmm. um, that's really young people. And, you know, mm -hmm. circle back to hormones and um, fitness and all of that. We do know that primarily heart disease, which is the number one killer still, is um, plaque buildup. What causes mm -hmm. plaque buildup? Inflammation. The basis of everything is inflammation. So we want to do everything to reduce inflammation. You know, so we want to be looking at, you know, all foods have an acid um, base, like pH. 
even mm -hmm. though we're coffee's acidic, for example, alcohol is lots of different foods we eat. That's fine. But we want to make sure we're countering that, for example, with a lot of alkalizing foods like greens. There's, right. there's no mm -hmm. mistake that every single, you know, health, heart healthy diet in the world talks about lots and lots of leaf, leafy greens. Why? Reduces inflammation, it's alkalizing to the body. So you just always want to be, I think, so be aware. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, as you know, all or nothing at all. Um, I know you <laughs> Me like neither. <laughs> and you're not either. And I, and I love that about you because you are a walking billboard for fabulous health and vitality and beauty. And at the same time, you're, you're, you're balanced, you know, you enjoy a cocktail sometimes and eating different foods as do I, you know, but it's, it really is about um, being intentional. I think with oh. it and, you know, and, and, and thinking about, what what am I doing? You know, and being true to your exercise. I like you kind of have let my weight training um, go a little bit. Just different routines, kind of getting yeah. out. And I really notice a difference, and so I've just gotten back into it in the last two weeks, and I can yeah. assure you, I feel much better for it. And it happens so fast, like. You know, I say, you know, in your 30s and 40s, when you stop weight training, it's okay, you can stop and, you know, nothing will change. But when you're in your 50s, <laughs> yes. what age you just turn around and things have shifted and you're like, and we all know that it takes twice as much time to get it back to where it was. And it's so true. it's not even worth stopping. And, you know, because I think I like for, for women and men, it's, and maybe, I, you know, I don't, I hate to generalize, but, you know, do women tend to put themselves first a little bit more over men? Like when it comes to personal health, what do you think? I think well, yes and no. I think that's a, a bit of a loaded question. question. Yeah. yeah, because I think women are more cognizant and aware of the need for you know let's call it self-care you know to carve out mm -hmm. um, some me time some exercise time that sort of thing on the other hand um you know men don't have the outlets necessarily that we have as we said so they can keep things a lot more bottled up and do they intentionally go out and, okay, I need to get out to the bar with my friends and watch the game? And they usually don't. We know that, you know, the social life is usually, you know, primarily the female partner. And that's, I'm stereotyping, but that seems to be yeah. what I observe around me and with my counseling clients. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I do think women carry a lot of the burden of stress for the family and the mm -hmm. family's health as part of their um i think uh, the men have the financial more, more so financial, i mean yeah. we're stereotyping a lot of women yeah. of course we know contribute mm -hmm. equally if not more and that for both parties again brings on more stresses and so yeah. that need for that self-care that need for outlets both emotional and physical becomes so important um yeah, it's, it's a really, it's, it's actually a big topic. And I, I'm glad that we were able to touch on the emotional and the hormonal, like the physical and the mental, because I do think for men, for you men, that's uh, a piece that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And, and just to finish, it's 
part of the two things I wanted to say to you. I love your cycling community for exactly what it is. I know it's primarily women, but for men too, a cycling community. Um, my son lives in the mountains and he has a cycling community. You know, that is his fun. It's his social. And you've created that, Sylvie, with the um, what you've done in the saddle. And it's I'm really in awe of that. And the second thing I want to leave you with that I always think of you with the weight treat. <laughs> I remember you teaching a couple of years ago. All you need is 20 minutes. Just go do it. And I've heard your voice. I'm not <laughs> kidding you in my head when I'm like, I don't have enough time to run down to the gym. I have a gym in my building. Um, I'm like, Sylvie says just 20 minutes. And you know, sometimes that's all I'm there for 20 minutes. And yeah. do I ever feel good when I'm done. Mm -hmm. And it only took 20 minutes. So I thank you for that. <laughs> Very you much. know, thanks for saying that Camille, because I have to fall back on that too, <laughs> because like, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have 20, but I have nine. <laughs> and that means three exercises, three times around, you know, for 50 seconds, one minute each, and then I'm done. And then better I can than feel nothing. it is better than nothing. And yeah. if I can target one area of my body, then so be it. And, uh, Sometimes, you know, I find that just lately I've, I've gotten into the, and it's a mindset too. Like, it's like, uh, I just need to do it, you know, schedule it in and do it. And, and our, I don't know, I always say, if it's not in the schedule, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't exist. Um, but I get up early to do my workouts. I know a lot of people do meditating and journaling, but I, if I, if they don't happen in the morning, they just don't happen. Very true. Like Very I have true. to do a leg one and I'm like, it's probably not going to happen because I didn't do this morning. Well, that's probably a great place to leave off for today, Sylvie, mm -hmm. is schedule it in or it's not going to happen. Yeah. I love that. Just so I want to, yeah. So, I mean, that's for men and women, right? Like I, kudos to my husband. He actually went and he physically joined the gym paid for. I know not a lot of people are back to doing things like that, but gyms are there and he goes and he leaves the house every day at lunch. What he does there, he does stuff. I love it. Good. <laughs> and, but the thing is that he leaves and he goes and I can see the difference and I know that he can yeah. feel it in his body too. And so if you're sitting in a space where, um, I would like to maybe get a, a guy friend in and do like a three, the three of us talking about Let's do that. menopause. Um, and you said, and andropause, andropause and menopause. Let's do it. Um, and have a little like chat. I have to think about who I'd bring in here, but, um, I think it's the same for anything. Like you said, like we, we just talk a lot of things that, that affect it, like the stress, the, the cortisol, the sleep, the nutrition, like we all know this, like how yeah. many times you have to, to hear. We need to be reminded though, don't we? I guess so. And then, and then we need to implement as we go. So yeah. I want to thank you so much, Camille, for My your pleasure. time. It's uh, amazing. And we will work on getting a three, three of us. We're going to bring a guy in here. We're going to um, do a three way. A three-way conversation on it. men's hormones and uh, just diving deeper into that because, you know, as we can dive deep into women's hormones, let's just 
So you, we need Let's to dive it. deep into men's hormones. So thank you, everybody. Um, thank Camille you, has an amazing YouTube channel oh, on you. hormones, and she explains so much information in small, uh, quick videos. They're amazing. Thanks, Sylvie. Look her up on YouTube. It's um, embracinghormones.tv and lots there of videos. Go. Yeah. Yeah, she okay. does amazing stuff. Goodbye. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye Sylvie. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. All right. And there we had it. I know Camille had to jump on pretty quickly. She had a tight schedule and we spent too much time kept catching up before getting on this podcast episode. So one of the things I'd love to hear from you guys uh, commenting on our YouTube channel after listening to this or uh, putting a comment in on your favorite podcast platform is that guys, ladies, ladies who have guy friends, partners, men who listen, would you like to know more about the male hormone? Yes or no? And because um, I am serious about bringing in like a couple men to talk about, I feel that we have just scratched the surface. I would like to know more, um, you know, like my husband, how can I help him more? Because um, I know that us women, you know, we're, you can read tons about what, how you can help us, but how can we help our partners and our male friends? get go through menopause or andropause just like we have so many outlets for women to help ourselves like to help each other like there's so many facebook pages right are there facebook pages for men i only know of one a friend of mine i wish i could remember his name i'm so bad with names um who has a male channel but i'm not sure if it's about you know, male problems over business. Um, but um, so maybe I'll reach out to him and get him on the podcast. Um, anyways, so I'd love to know your thoughts about that. Honestly, please comment um, because it's important for the podcast. I want to be able to offer more interesting, insightful uh conversations with people about things, all things cycling. Um, and I need your input. So with that, thank you so much. Make sure that you follow the YouTube channel for Secrets from the Saddle podcast. And uh, you can also follow me on YouTube as well, where I put cycling videos. And I'm also covering my journey through Unbound XL as I train and lead up to it. So have an amazing day and don't forget to get on your bike. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, 
tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.